What is it? Zaira asked Sartan impatiently. What did you find? Your father's diary, replied Sartan. Diary? Diary? But, but, spluttered Zaira, hadn't it been lost? How did you find it? Funny story, actually. It was all thanks to the thief from the slum you had caught today. As he walked into the door, he activated one of those traps of Jamal uncle. He unknowingly stepped on the thread which triggers the breaking of the false ceiling. And there, underneath all the mess, we found the diary. I think it was hidden inside one of the hollow bricks. Zaira considered the possibility of her father deliberately hiding his diary and trusting that she would find it. She knew his fancy for riddles. He liked to set Sartan and Zaira on impossible tasks and did not let them give up until they had completed them. Zaira thought that there was a good chance that this could be the work of her father. But this, had he really hoped that she would be clever enough to figure it out? To check in the false ceiling for his diary? The thought had not even occurred to her. How many other untold missions had he left her, trusting her enough to believe that she could actually figure them all out? Sartan noticed the troubled look on Zaira's face and accurately caught on to her train of thoughts. Now, if you could reserve all the self-doubt for another time, I can tell you about what I found inside the diary, joked Sartan. Ha ha, very funny, said Zaira, her voice full of sarcasm. Cut to the chase now. The moment I laid my hands on this diary, I turned to the date of his death. And boy, was I surprised by the things he had written. It was almost as if he had decided that he wanted to die that day. And he also seemed to have known who was going to murder him. Instead of simply telling us who his murderer is, he gives us riddles to help us figure out the murderer ourselves. But before we go about solving any riddles, you have to read this last letter he wrote to you. So saying, he shoved the diary into Zaira's hands. He stood and watched Zaira as she read her father's letter. Tears were welling up in her eyes, but as always, she refused to let herself cry. Ishwar uncle always allowed Zaira to make her own choices. Sartan was curious as to what she would choose to do after reading the letter. But whatever she chose, he would stand by her, abiding by the unspoken pact they had made on that summer day all those years ago. The first time Sartan had set eyes on Zaira, the pair of them had been seven years old. Sartan had been standing with a gang of tall, beefy boys in the local playground. The fact was that this particular ground was encroached by boys and the unspoken norm was that no girl was allowed to play there. The boys were just about to start their remote-controlled toy car race when a small, chubby, bespectacled girl with curly hair and a mole on top of her left eyebrow, armed with a blue toy car, walked up to the leader of the gang, a big bully named Girish and demanded him to include her in their race too. 
Girish not only did not allow the girl to participate in the race but also broke her blue car into two halves. He then made a scene of marching to the public dustbin all the way on the other side of the street followed by his gang of loyal sidekicks and threw the damaged pieces into it. Sartan was the only one who remained rooted in place embarrassed by the preposterous behavior of the other boys. Sartan had looked at the girl expecting her to cry or maybe run away but instead he was taken aback to see an obstinate and determined look on her face. The moment the boys had begun walking towards the dustbin singing we broke the car we broke the car and had their backs to her the girl immediately picked up the remote of each one of their cars opened the battery case rotated the battery so that their positive and negative terminals were at the wrong end and then replaced the remotes on the ground as if nothing had ever happened at that time sartan didn't understand what she was doing the girl did not touch sartan's remote maybe because she felt he had done nothing to anger her or maybe because he was standing right there the boys returned and the girl didn't say a word as she stood by the side and watched the race when the race started none of the cars except sartan's crossed the starting line sartan's car reached the finish line but the others cars had not budged even an inch all of the other boys shouted at their cars cursed their remotes even banged it against their elbows to make it work but they did not know about positive and negative terminals for the life of them all of them grudgingly paid sartan the money they owed him for losing in the race sartan did not understand what exactly the girl had done to help him and he was surely not going to give her up to girish after she had helped him make so much money that summer afternoon standing in the playground his eyes moving from the dumbfounded defeated faces of the boys to the triumphant smirk on the girl's face a 7 year old sartan knew one thing this girl was no ordinary human being sartan and zaira ate ice creams every day for the rest of the summer with the money they had won in the race and sartan left girish's gang and followed zaira like a puppy for the rest of his life As Zaira neared the end of her father's letter, Sartan had a nagging feeling that Zaira's heart was comprehending only the first few lines of the letter, unaccepting to the latter part of it. His suspicions were confirmed by the time she had finished the letter, when Zaira had the same obstinate and determined look on her face as she had had on that summer day all those years ago. Sartan immediately knew what they were going to do. they were going all out for vengeance Sartan nodded in approval of her decision and showed her the first of Ishwar Jamal's riddles When you are lost and feel your life is going south he can always help you get back on the right path again Who is he The mention of the words lost and south immediately triggered Zaira's answer. It's a compass, it's a compass, she shouted. Sartan nodded. They now read the second riddle. She is a type of magic. 
she can take you to any place in the universe she will make you laugh cry angry terrified but she herself is not affected by any of it if you have her with you you will be infinitely richer but she is not money who is she it was sartan who answered this one it's books he said in his usual calm manner zaira scoffed i was just about to tell that myself she said we are now tied at one each whoever figures this one out is the winner sartan nodded his head in agreement they read the last and final riddle he has a soft heart but is a bit rough in the edges he loves to drink milk but hates drinking water he does not believe in racism and make sure his existence doesn't promote it who is he sartan and zaira were stumped they knew about ishwar jamal's love for personifying inanimate objects but this was a bit tricky does not believe in racism does not believe in racism which meant something that came in all colors white black and everything in between zaira's mind drifted to one of her earliest memories of visiting the baker with her father she had been awestruck by the wide range of colors which bread came in and then it struck her it's bread it's bread she shouted it fits bread tastes good with milk but becomes all soggy and inedible on mixing it with water sartan knew she was right so we have compass books and bread what do you think they are all pointing towards they both paused and thought for a moment he could clearly hear her mind whizzing next to him the pair of them arrived at the answer in the same instant it's obvious isn't it sartan asked they went out of the room and into the hallway the thief from the slum had now fallen asleep his head resting on the chair near him his jeans had been frayed badly at the knees due to the scuffle at the slum there were only a few henchmen left as most of them had headed back home sartan and zaira slipped out of the hotel and into the darkness as they clambered into the car zaira remarked i beat you sartan i beat you 2 to 1 ha ha sartan rested his head on the seat and closed his eyes even though the place they were going to was just 5 kilometers away he instinctively felt that this was going to be a very long ride